Hello, my darling. Let me just turn that down a bit. How are you? I'm very well. You're looking gorgeous. Oh, thank you. It's, it's been an early start for me today, but you know what? She can't complain. Are you ready? Yeah, let me just turn off WhatsApp because I was just joining from that. You know when people are messaging and they're like, Bing! and I'm like, I've, I've not got time for this. Anyway, I'm all yours. I was going to say, you should... You're probably not used to getting ready at this time, but I saw you on BBC Breakfast where you were all done up. And that was Sometimes of- you've just got to do what you've got to do, haven't you? So where are you? I am currently situated in my drag room, which was our dining room, <laughs> converted for Just Cause. But yeah, I'm just at home in Essex because we're not allowed to go anywhere, are we? Well, I wasn't sure if you'd been starting your rehearsals for your fabulous new show. We've well, got so many coming out. I mean, she's a juggling diva and I can't actually juggle. But no, I am buzzing for December. I'm very excited. I've been in rehearsals. I've been hustling away and I'm very excited for everybody to see everything. Yeah. So let's start at Proud. So you're going to be there. How many shows are you doing there? I think I'm doing eight in December. Wow. I, I think it's around that number, but there's there's quite a few. But I am so ready for it. And what can people expect from it if they're coming down? Now, you can expect a Cheryl Hull show. So it's full of stunts. It's full of stupidity and just about escapism and a camp old time. But let's just say she's had a couple Red Bulls and it's amped up a, a bit. <laughs> Love it. So it's going to be quite fabulous. And do you have any special guests coming down? Okay, uh, or will be revealed. I'm, I'm not one to... Uh, spill all my secrets. I like to keep the surprises and shenanigans, but there'll be some surprises along the way. Don't you worry. This is a great venue. Have you been down there before? I've been to all the proud venues, bar Brighton. So that's next on my to-do list, but it's my first time doing a proud cabaret show. So I'm kicking it off with a bang. Yeah. You'll have to get down to Brighton to see Duncan. Oh, of course I'm going to go see my donkey. I'm very excited to see him. So he was telling me that the pair of you are popping up in celebs on the farm, at the farm, in the farm. I mean, I'm not sure if he should be saying that. Maybe. I think it's been announced. I think you're good. Well, yeah, we've been doing some silly things on some farms. So uh, get ready for that. Like, what can we, is that, it sounds like Paris Hilton and The Simple Life all over again. Is that what we said? It is. The Only Way is Essex meets The Simple Life, meets Keeping Up with the Kardashians, featuring a lot of sheep. Nice. Glamour. God, that's, that'd be great to kick off 2021 with. Oh my God, after the year we've had, I think we just need a good old laugh. Exactly. So how has lockdown been with you? Do you know what? I'm one of these people that I don't let things get me down so I just try and make the best of any situation that life throws at me so I I think this second lockdown as well has been a lot easier because we knew what we were going into so I knew oh we'll just stay at home and I've just spent the whole time we've been here just preparing for the end of year stuff you know the accounting crap and then just getting myself ready to be back out there. Every every time we've been locked in, all I've been doing is thinking about being ready to go back out there. And I've just made sure I've got new outfits, new hair, new numbers. So everybody's got something fresh to be excited about. Let's talk about your your tour. 
Yes. The whole Hydrangea tour. Miss Miss Blue Hydrangea's in the game now. Mug beat for the gods. Honestly, it's it's been a long journey. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. The tour was meant to start in May. Then it was meant to be August. Now it's December and it's just like juggle, juggle, juggle. And, but, it, and there's still some complications with some of the venues at the moment. All will be revealed. Right. Um, every, every day is a new day. But yeah. if, if anybody's here, just keep your eyes peeled for when your city is going to be happening. <laughs> we'll try to get to everyone eventually, I guess. Oh, God, yeah. Even if it's in... 2022 January, we, we will make sure everybody has seen this show because we have been working on this show pretty much since February yeah. this year. We've had all the ideas, we've choreographed all the numbers and it is one hell of a production. It's not, it's not like a show where she comes on, does a number, I come on and do a number. It is one big unison show where we do lots of silly numbers together. And fierce dances too. It, it wouldn't be a Cheryl show without a fierce dance. Well, exactly. Number. Of course not. And we've all been enjoying "God Shave the Queen." Oh, that's brilliant. That insight to obviously what you girls got up to. Because none of us saw that. I mean, anybody who visited the show would not have seen what went into it and the work. That wow. Like I was impressed. It is a very intense show. I mean, granted, you're only doing three personal numbers, so you do the opening, closer, and your solo, but the whole show was so epic because I think what summed up season one so well was how diverse everybody's yeah. performance yeah. skills and what they bring to drag was. Yeah. And that show showcased it so well, and I loved watching it night after night after night. I didn't get tired of standing beside the stage and seeing what everybody did. And it was quite funny seeing everybody's joke. Like Gothi, for example, she had never performed before. So this was her debut performance. Yeah. And um, she absolutely smashed it. From the London show onwards, her confidence just kept growing and growing. And you were just so proud of her every single night. But I think the documentary was excellent because Nobody really gets to see what queens yeah. are like in dressing rooms and how candid we can be and how stupid we can be. <laughs> yeah, we got to meet more of Luke as well. I Which mean, is... behind the scenes, behind the drag. I'm, I'm very excited that people are finally getting to see what it's like underneath all this. Yeah. Because obviously on Drag Race, you see a lot of us out of drag, but we're still like turned on. Yeah. Like for me, my my drag persona isn't really a character as, sh as such. It's just me pumped with a lot of Red Bull and just a little bit louder. So, <laughs> but people do notice the difference. And I've got to ask about Chancellor. She was Good old Chance. <laughs> I was terrified. I I wasn't even doing it. It's like, how did you all cope? Now I've been I've been dancing since I was six years old. So I've been a <laughs> around quite a few dance captains that like to crack a whip. So you just sort of bite the bullet, roll with it. And once you're on the good side, you're good. But I, I personally don't have time for people messing around and not yeah. stepping their puss up. So <laughs> I'm quite happy for people to have a go at. <laughs> 
Well, to be fair, though, I have heard from the Girls Aloud girls that you're quite handy with your whip in the rehearsal room. You like to whip them up. Well, we're here to do a job and we're here to do it well. We're all here for fun and games, but if we've only got an hour, we're going to get this shit done. (laughs) And let's talk about Girls Aloud. What a tribute band. I followed you guys from her upstairs to most recently the drive-in. How was that? The first drag drive-in. I loved the drive-in show. When we first got there and the clouds started looming, we were like, we're going to perform in the rain, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) But no, luck was on our side. And to have a 50-foot screen with visuals behind you, feeling like you're on a world tour, I watched videos back and went, wow, we really did that. (laughs) And it was so fun. It was the first time that we had done that show in nearly a year yeah. and because we're we were all so busy i had stuff to do all the girls had stuff to focus on and we were going to do a big show again and do a tour for 2020 but obviously miss rona had other ideas yeah. so we used the drive-in to use it as our revamped revitalized version of the gals aloud show i what a show it is so funny and so meticulous the choreography everything it's so slick we wanted to make sure that it had that girls allowed true to moments like the choreo the numbers but then put that drag spin on it so like we'd be giving like nadine the side eye in biology when she's got all the lines and stuff like that it's just the little moments that go it ain't that deep (laughs) I love to see you. So you met Nadine when you did, um, you were at the Clapham Grand, weren't you? Oh, that that was a surreal moment because that, that was the first time I'd met a member of Girls Aloud. Yeah. <laughs> she, was, she was so much fun. And I loved working with Nadine. And her show that night was yeah. epic. Like I knew every single song. And like when she did one of the album tracks from Out of Control, and people were like, what's this song? And I was like, rolling back the rivers in time. And people were like, how do you know this song? I'm like, because it's from the sixth album. And have you met any of the others? So obviously you, you met Cheryl when you did the show, but yep. have we worked our way through any others yet? We met Nicola when we did Mighty Hoopla. She was doing right. a DJ set. So we uh, we went back to see her and she she was so sweet. But you could tell that she just didn't really like know what to say in the moment because she was had three drag queens stood in front of her and Miss Ophelia Love was dressed as Nicola she was just like <laughs> I've got to work on Kimberly and I'm just sending lots of love and speedy recovery to Sarah yeah yeah crazy isn't it and speaking of Ophelia so you're pairing up again for drag smackdown at the Clapham Grand yes now I had a very tough time trying to pick my team because when you've got three sisters that are very close to you, you're just like, oh my God, they're all going to be angry if I don't pick them. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I, every, every opportunity I get, I always want to showcase one of my girls. So I, I wanted to pick a team that was very diverse. So I picked Ophelia for the singing. I picked me for the fierce lip syncing and bringing the show. And I bring Caramel because She's bloody Beyonce. How could you not want that on your team? 
Exactly. What a crazy little show that is. Because I think I saw it a couple of years ago with um, Ginzilla did it once. Or a variation of it. Fabulous. I love Ginzilla. But um, yeah, that sounds amazing. So you're up against Team Crystal. And I am bricking it. Because you know Crystal... (laughs) Crystal brings the stunt shows and shenanigans, and I just have a little old death drop. Cheryl did a death drop. <laughs> but no, I am so excited. I'm just, like me, I just want to have fun and just be Mary yeah. J. Say style. Is it still fun? Are you still enjoying it all? I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't fun anymore. Yeah. Like, I have such a passion for drag, and I'm so glad I found an outlet for my creativity because when I was younger, I never found something to channel everything I wanted to be. I wanted to be those pop divas. I wanted to be on a huge stage with visuals, production and whatnot. And then I realized that I could do all that through drag because yeah. we all know I can't sing to save my life. So I'm so glad I found it. And yeah, if if it gets to a point where I'm not having fun anymore, we'll we'll cross that bridge. But for now, I'm still loving every single day. And obviously, when you went right back to the, the first time you tried drag, did you realise at that point that you, you had a resemblance to Cheryl? Obviously, I knew you were a massive fan. But was it until you actually put it on and someone was like, hang on a minute? I don't think I look like the real Cheryl. <laughs> no, there's something uncanny. I, I, yeah, definitely. The only thing I know is the dimple. <laughs> Exactly, it's all there, babe. We got and the teeth. When I went to Turkey to get my teeth done, I showed them a picture of a Cheryl. So the top set are all Cheryl's teeth. <laughs> Did they give you a discount? <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got to talk about Drag Race because you girls flew the flag for the country because we were all waiting to see how this show was going to translate to the UK market and. You nailed it. It really, really worked. Were you apprehensive before? I mean, obviously, every drag queen, I guess, probably applied back in the day. Mm. But what... And some people didn't. Some people were kind of like, I'm going to see how it goes, and then I'll apply, maybe do series two or three. What made you want to do the first one? Well, we didn't know if there was going to be a second or a third. Right, yeah. So I I just think if you're in a good mindset why not give it a go? And I was just like, this could be my one opportunity. I'm just going to go for it. And my tape, my my audition tape, I just sat in our bedroom. We used our corridor to film my looks. Like it it wasn't any airs or graces. It was just me showcasing what I love. And somehow I got on the show. (laughs) But I just, I I didn't think too much going into it. I was just like, let's just see what, is brought to the table, what challenges, because we wasn't sure how different it was going to be. But it was very true to the Drag Race brand, but with a British twist. And that's what I'm so excited to see what they do with season two and other twists and challenges that they bring, because I thought everything that they did for season one was just such an amazing package. And to look back, I did a rewatch a while back because I I just gave it a couple months and to watch back, it's not like a self-indulgent thing. It's just like a nostalgic, like remembering that moment in, in time because you forget little bits along the way and then you watch back and you go, ah. <laughs> so I I loved everything that happened on that season. Yeah, I was a bit naff, but that was, that was a moment in time for my drag. Yeah. And 
I love that I'm still able to show my growth to those that want to follow my journey. And like people are obsessed these days over like Instagram numbers and followers. If you want to follow me, fabulous. Come along for the journey and the party. If you don't, it's all good with me. I, Cause like, I'm not going to obsess how many followers somebody else has got because I've got an amazing group of people that want to see what I do and see my journey. So within that, was there anything, when you look back, was there anything you would have done differently? Or are you happy with how you, how you did it? Yeah, I, get, I get asked this a lot and I just go, I wouldn't really change anything yeah. because everything that I brought to the table was true and authentic to my drag and myself at that time in 2019. I mean, I grew and evolved the minute I got back because when you're around so many different creatives, they inspire you, they give you tips, they make you change your outlet. Like my makeup, I never used to do anything other than like a, a nude cut crease. And like now I, I use every color under the sun because I was too scared to play with it. And it was being around blue and going, well, why don't you try that? Why don't you try this? That it really stepped me out of my comfort zone and put me onto a new path in my career and like this is why I would like to go back and do all stars if there was ever an opportunity yeah. to show people well this is where I am now and I look around my drag room right now I look at the outfits that I've come up with and the concepts and the hair and my performances and go you really have grown in the last year and a half and I'm so proud of the journey that we've all been on and that's it and when you think back to when you first met everybody, was there anybody that you, you thought you weren't going to get on with that has surprised you and you've ended up becoming buzzing buddies? Well, we all thought me and the Vivian were going to be at each other's throats from the get-go. But honestly, it was just because we hadn't spent any time together. Yeah. And she was on one side of the workroom, I was on another. And we just hadn't had a moment. It wasn't until the girl group episode when we really bonded and she re realised that I wasn't that bad. <laughs> 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 but I'm, I'm really proud of every single person in our cast. I think everybody has done such an amazing job in showcasing everything they've done post-season and just pushing the UK drag scene to worldwide and shining a light on us all. Exactly. Like that... Has it been exhausting to like, I mean, obviously Corona came along and perhaps you'd have, you'd have been doing even more had that not happened. But um, have you managed to catch your breath and take stock of it all? <laughs> <laughs> Every, everybody thought Miss Rona was going to give us all some downtime. There was no downtime for me. I kept, I kept hustling. I did a bloody Virgin Media campaign from our living room yeah. for five weeks straight, so... <laughs> I'd, I was just like, let's seize the opportunities. So there wasn't really any downtime. We went on a little holly bob to Centre Parks back in September for five days. So Hi. I let my hair down then. But other than that, she's been hustling from the get-go. And people say, oh, you were meant to go to Australia. You were meant to go to LA for DragCon. I go, yeah, I was meant to do that. But that will happen later down the line. The opportunities that I got that came from lockdown from this virus, people were like, it's actually, it's actually been great. Like getting to do that TV show that I just did, that wouldn't have happened if yeah. I wasn't hustling here because I'd probably be off somewhere else booked. Like it's, it's just, I'm very much a firm believer in 
everything happens for a reason and there's a right time and a right place. So I never dwell on the negative stuff or, oh, this wasn't meant to happen because it just means that something else is going to happen. And you mentioned the convention. So what are they like? They look wild. Do you actually enjoy the meet and greets? Because some queens are... Yeah, some queens... I, I don't like everybody's different. Everybody's yeah. gonna like find things uncomfortable, weird. If people want to queue up just to say hello and have a cuddle with me, well, yeah. when we could touch or hug, <laughs> I'm like, of course, I love meeting people. And yes, DragCon was exhausting. We were up at six o'clock in the morning yeah. and we were leaving the convention center at 6.30 at night. Like it was a long day, but you want to stand in line and meet me? Like, Cheryl from Essex, of course, come on over. Let's have a hug. Let's sign a picture. Let's take silly pictures where we're like, and dapping and stuff. Like I would do it again in a heartbeat. I'd do it for a week long straight. I'm not sure if my team would, but <laughs> I'd do it again, just as long as I got, got my tinkle breaks because there was one day I thought I was gonna wet myself. <laughs> and is it, has there ever been any moments where you've met someone that's really kind of touched your heart? You've just yeah there's it's it's the young kids that really get me because they're the ones that are growing up and they're looking to us for guidance advice confidence i had a mum message me the other day and said that everything that i was doing i like the positivity and the outlook on life that i was putting out into the world was giving her son confidence in school yeah. and he was 14 i remember being 14 like I was very lucky because when I was in primary school, I got the brunt of the bullying and the hard stuff. So that made me gain thick skin to go into secondary school that when it's normally tougher, that I was just like, don't give a fuck. Like you could throw whatever at me, but some kids can't cope with it. They look to people for guidance and advice and for people to look at what I do and go, I can do this. I'm like, that really touches my heart. And have you had any crazy wild gifts that you've just been like? <laughs> do you know what? I never get any of the weird gifts. Like, I actually get really nice gifts. Like, nine times out of 10, people just bring me a can of Red Bull. I'm like, thanks, nice. Dave. <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I, I had a girl bring me a doll at DragCon, which was my... Um, Right, uh, my um, what what look was it? My uh, weird science future of drag look, and I looked at it, and she had sculpted it, and I was looking at it, and I was like, "That's me," but it's a doll, and you know when you're just, just like, "This is so strange," but it's great. <laughs> Love it. And of course, you've got an incredible range of merch now, thanks to Tuck Shop, Mr. Chris Clegg pulling out all that out. I, we, we love a bit of merchy moo, we do. And like, really? I love everything that Tuck Shop are doing. Like, yeah. he, he is hustling and yeah. that's, that's what I love to see. But I, I love putting fresh things out for people to enjoy. Like, I just, I just find it hilarious when people turn up to the meet and greets and they've got another day of me being mediocre t-shirts. I just think it's hilarious. And of course, talking about Tuck Shop, so they're, they're just about to... I think they're opening their new show next week, Death Drop. Death Drop with Miss Monet Exchange and Courtney Act. How fantastic does it sound? It looks incredible. 
I'm so excited to go down and see it. Oh, I think it's going to be fabulous. You know me. I'll make any opportunity work. <laughs> Even if I'm asleep for three hours the night before, I'll make sure that I get to go see it. And obviously, so Bagger did Cinderella last year. Mm-hmm. When, when are you going to have a go? Are you going to be in the panto next year? Would you rule it out? Would you consider it? Well, my darling, I think you should take that up with Chris Clegg and get, him bo- <laughs> get me booked. I'd happily do a panto show. I'd, yeah. I'd love to do a show. I think people forget that I've done musical theatre since I was a very young kid. So I've been acting and singing and dancing all my life. So I'd love to do a little residency in a theatre. Nice. Because I remember seeing you many moons ago, like you did drag brunch at the Hippodrome, where yes. the did Magic Mike, the Hippodrome, and I think it was Mary Mack, and you were there turning it out. Loved it. Oh, oh God. I think we first did it in 2017. Yeah. When you, when you talk about his, we were watching Desperate Housewives yesterday, and it's when Mike comes out of his coma, and he goes, what year is it? And he goes, 2004, I was like, it just makes you. You're still, you're not even 30. You had your 27th, didn't you, a few weeks ago? I am 27 indeed. That's incredible to think what you've already achieved before even hitting 30. I'm I'm just truly blessed. I I think I have been very lucky in life that I've left university and everything's just sort of fallen into place. But I think people don't realise how much I've hustled to get to where I am today. Like, at the beginning of my career, I was in the club six nights a week, even if I wasn't working or not. I wasn't there partying. I was networking. (laughs) I was there showing people, I'm here, this is what I do, like twirling on the dance floor, showing that I can host. And... I really put the ground in to make a name for myself. So that's any advice I've got to people that are starting out is just get out there, get seen, do competitions and just put the groundwork in. And how's your podcast going? So this is Girl Group Gossip. Yeah, well, I loved doing the first season and like when we reached out to the special guests to see if they wanted to join us on the podcast, I was like... Are you joking? I've got two of the Pussycat Dolls joining me. I've got Keisha from the Sugar Babes and Molly King from the Saturdays. Like, what the bloody hell's going on? But we, I will tell you that season two is coming. Okay. Things have just been a bit busy at the moment. So we just want to make sure that everything is perfect to then give you all the gossip from Girl Group Gossip. And who would be your dream guests? If you could... I would love to have Beyonce. <laughs> oh, we all know that ain't happening. Oh, um, get Chris Clegg on it. He'll, he'll get it out. <laughs> do you know who I would really love? I'd love to do a Spice Girls episode with Emma Bunton. Yes. She'd be incredible. Babby Spice. Yeah. What type of things would you talk about with her? Oh, my God. I, all, all I talk about is Spice World, the movie. <laughs> the iconic movie. I made my fiancé watch it a while back and he was like, What's going on? I'm like, this iconic piece of filmography. It is brilliant. The whole bit with the bus and the the square. My boots, Jerry. You're wearing my boots. (laughs) Uh, So I noticed, 
doing a Netflix series, Queens Who Like to Watch, which is a bit like Gogglebox, isn't it? Now, we don't want to use the term Gogglebox because we don't want to get sued. <laughs> but yeah, it is, it is a fun little series with me and the Vivian. We're just sitting in our Netflix living room, just watching stuff. I thought the first episode when we watched The Crown, because The Crown is such a huge show yeah. that everybody was like, well, we've got to tune into this, but we've got some very funny episodes coming up. It, it looks funny. Because the pair of you, like I say, you, obviously you do play off each other. We, everybody thinks that we wouldn't have a good rapport, but we, they don't see what we're like in dressing rooms and backstage. Like, we are very, like, silly tits and wigs together. <laughs> and I just loved sitting there and just chatting shit with her. And how has it been, just from you as a personal experience, to, uh, uh, people do people who knew you before treat you differently? I don't think anybody really treats me differently. Yeah. I think I'm still the same person. Nothing's changed. Yeah, I was on a TV show. Woo! But it's not changed to me as a person. So all all my all my girls still treat me the same. With I'm I'm no big. No bigger, no better than anybody else just because I was on a TV show. We're all queens doing the same job on the same stage. That's th- that's how I see it. And I think if anybody thinks any differently, I think they just need to have a look in the mirror, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. It's been such a pleasure chatting to you. Um, Likewise, my darling. It's so lovely to see you again. I can't wait to come down and see your show. Girl, it is going to be next level. And when you do, give me a big wave so I'll make sure to see you. From a social distance. Yes, social distance, two metres. Wear your mask.